Disclaimer. Explain It Me is a podcast hosted by two adults who drink in the safety of their own home. If you're joining in on the fun while listening, please drink responsibly, don't drink and drive, and know your limits. Stay safe and have fun. As you listen to episodes, you may hear us make mistakes like names of films, actors and actresses, as well as other unrelated facts. Please remember that we are both intoxicated while making the show and are aware of these mishaps. Please do not yell at the podcast while listening. We cannot hear you. I'm two and a half wines in. <laughs> I feel red. Can we get back to the movie, please? Just confusion. <laughs> oh, we don't know that yet. <laughs> Dad's disease. Explain it me. Explain. Explain it me. Explain it me. <laughs> hey, hi. How are you? I know you're doing fine. I'm doing fine. We're both fine. I thought you were gonna get into like a fucking poem or some shit. I'm very upset that I. We just had sauce apocalypse happen in my room. <laughs> I forgot. I was so drunk. I had a little snack in between. A little snack snack. And I already opened a sauce packet, but then I put it down, so I obviously forgot. I just you deleted it, it from my memory. Three nanoseconds before. So I started shaking that bitch to get it down, to open it from the other end, and it fucking went everywhere. It's And I had to put my brand new, not brand new, my clean pajamas that I just put on earlier today in the dirty laundry. He got on her pajamas, desk, The laptop shit on my desk. Stand. I'm surprised I didn't get on the bed. Yeah, that's what I... Where could I it need be? To sleep in the middle of the night and be like, why is my foot wet? <laughs> why is it sticky? <laughs> Welcome to Explain It Me. A podcast where two women schwamming talk about a film that's confusing in plot. And the caveat is one of us has to There be is drunk. no caveat. That's <laughs> <laughs> basically what this show has turned <laughs> into. The person who's telling the movie to the person who's never seen it has to be intoxicated. Now more intoxicated t- than the other person. If you just heard my sauce pandemic then you know i am already fucked up she's already sauced <laughs> good one literally and figuratively <laughs> all right so hey donna hey what's up i already said hey but what's up uh, what movie are we doing today oh uh, we're uh we're doing <laughs> <laughs> great start we're doing 2013's 10 years ago the canyons do you know what that movie is have you ever heard of this movie is this the movie where Lindsay Lohan fucks a lot? Yeah, but there's other movies where that happens. Is this the one with the porn star? Yes, this is the movie with James Dean. That piece of shit. I've heard. Okay. I The only way to explain this movie is it is he a... He looks like... He's not attractive. No, and, he's not. He looks I don't think like, his dick is that special. Oh, God, what the fuck is his name? The serial killer. Ted Bundy? Yes. <laughs> um... The only way that I could describe this movie to anyone is is it is a lifetime movie on an acid trip. My favorite. Okay. So, this movie was directed by, do you know who Paul Schrader is? No. He's not really that well known. He just wrote Taxi Driver. Okay. <laughs> and. And this. <laughs> American Gigolo. Wow. And Raging Bull. Okay. So, he's one. Of, he's considered one of the, the greats. Along with Scorsese. But then he did this shit? Listen. 
I'm going to tell you who wrote it, too. What crack did he snort? (laughs) Trivia to this is my favorite part. He has worked close with Martin Scorsese because he made all those movies with Martin Scorsese. He's, He's an acclaimed director and writer. Like, I don't know why he decided to do this. Kind of, I, but no. Did What's-His-Face suck his dick? And he's like, yo, we need to make a movie about you. No. <laughs> the writer of this movie is Brett Easton Ellis. Do you know who that is? No, but I don't like the name. You know who that is. Who? Brett Easton Ellis. Brett Easton Ellis wrote the book American Psycho. He also wrote the movie. I'm bad with names. You know, come on. <laughs> His other movies include The Rules of Attraction, Which Sucks, and uh, Less Than Zero. I've seen both of those movies, whatever. So both of these people are acclaimed people in their careers. They've done magnificent work. So what happened? We'll get to it. So We find movie, it, there, there's trivia on what happened or no? There's trivia. No, there's trivia. Just, just wait. We'll, okay. This movie is starring Lindsay Lohan and James Dean. I wish I could give you more actors. There's one more famous actor, Gus, not actor. He's not an actor. Gus Van Sant, but he plays a small part in this movie. He directed Goodwill Hunting. He's a very famous director too. Okay, so there's, it's so the whole movie is just the two of them, basically. There's other people, and I know their names of the okay. characters, but they're half of the half of the cast in this movie are porn stars, and then he, and then you have Lindsay Lohan. How? Why? I have a trivia fact about that. Okay. Okay. You ready for a question? Hit me. What would you do if you had to be in the same room with the person you were currently in a relationship with and the man you're having an affair with? Well, I mean, my life is shit already if that's... um, Spicing it up. What do you mean? But they don't know about each other? Well, the person you're having an affair with knows that you're in a relationship with the person you're you're with at this... In this... Like, let's just say it's an event. Okay. The person you're having an affair with knows that you're in a relationship and the person you brought is the person you're in the relationship with. But your boyfriend doesn't know that the guy you're co-mingling with, you're having an affair with them. But they know each other or no? Well, they're meeting. Gotcha. You know him though and he, your man knows that you know your other man. Your side man yeah. knows no, that no, that's no, your know, boyfriend. Right, yeah. but my 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 main man, <laughs> yeah. does he know that I know my side man? Yeah, he knows that you guys know each other. Okay. But he doesn't know that you're having an affair with him. Got it. Well, at that point, it wouldn't be an affair. Listen, I see it two ways. And both of them are, you wet. Either from excitement or tears. Jesus Christ. I mean, I would just act natural. If I was a real slut, I would fuck my side man while my man was there in the closet or some shit like that. Why is your man in the closet? Oh, you would have sex in the closet. I was like, why is your boyfriend in the closet? closet? What is going on at this event? Okay. (laughs) Thank you for your answer. You're welcome. It's really a gem. So the movie opens up to scenes from this like fucking rundown, dilapidated town. You see a movie theater and it looks like it was burned. And you see like a supermarket. No one's around. It looks like the town that was forgotten. Like literally looks like Katrina was like, skirt! And after it destroyed New Orleans, it went... Right for wherever this town was. There's a lot of those towns in America. (laughs) We see four people sitting down at um, a restaurant for dinner, okay? It's Lindsay Lohan, James Dean, and another couple. Okay. This scene was so confusing because their names are never said. I'm going to tell you their names to make it less confusing. The only person whose name is said really is James Dean's character. So his name is Christian. Okay. Lindsay Lohan is Tara. Okay. They're having dinner with 
another couple that they're friends with. Their names are Ryan and Gina. So Ryan says, it's good to finally meet you, talking to Christian. And he's like, you know, thank you so much for this role. You know, I've been having a hard time finding work. So obviously this takes place in LA, (laughs) if you didn't know already. That looks like it got hit by a hurricane. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't know where that is. <laughs> oh, that's Those later. are just the opening credits. Oh, later. What? No. It's <laughs> Those what? Are just, I swear. So what we saw at the beginning doesn't matter? There's no explanation for it. I have an inkling of what it was, but whatever. So Christian is making a slasher film. And Ryan got this role because he's dating Christian's assistant, who is Gina. Somehow together Gina and Tara were able to get Ryan the role for this movie and Christian is just funding the money for it to be made he's not a director or anything like that he's also on the phone the entire time that they're talking to him they're all like sitting together looking at each other he's like just like this on his phone then she takes out her phone Tara and she's also on her fucking phone like doing whatever and Ryan's like so how long have uh, you and Christian been together? And Gina says, oh, I told you, babe, a year, just like us. The both of them can't be bothered. They're not looking at either of them. They're like synced into their phones or whatever. They're not paying attention. No. Christian says that he loves her, but it's more fun to keep things a little complicated sometimes. He pulled his phone out and he shows Tara a photo of a, a dude and she doesn't say anything. She just looks at it or whatever. And Ryan's like, what do you mean complicated? So this is when Christian starts telling them about an app. He's like, you ever heard of this app? Like, Ruder? I don't Fuck around a- and find out. <laughs> I don't know the name of it. I don't remember. And he's like, it's an app that helps you find a girlfriend. And basically, he starts telling them how he orders women <laughs> to come to his house to fuck his girlfriend. And he films it and watches it. Ladies. <laughs> You do not need to be doing this type of shit to have a good time. Well, he doesn't outright say that it's just ladies because he's just like, you find people on it. I'm saying, (laughs) uh, talking about Tara, Mm. if you're in this type of relationship, I can't get off unless I see you getting fucked by someone else. That's called a cuck. I mean, like, unless you're in, but like, it's so complicated. It's only if if you're young. Sorry. So Ryan's like, you wouldn't mind watching another guy hook up with your girlfriend while you're dating them? And Christian's like, this is why you're with Gina and I'm with Tara. And Ryan's like, so you don't get jealous at all? And Christian's like, no, I don't get jealous when I watch her hook up with other girls. It's never dudes. (laughs) But it's not just dudes, you said. Well, this is when he finally is like, I don't mind when I watch her hook up with a girl. But he's like, it's usually not dudes. But it is dudes, and that's why he was showing her a photo of some guy on this fucking app, because oh, he's, like, trying... Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Christian's like, it's all hey, about... you want to fuck this? <laughs> Christian's like, it's all about trust, and we trust each other, which is why it works. He's like, the conservative thing that you guys are used to, that's a fucking boring life. And Tara's just sitting here listening to this, and she's like, can you shut the fuck up? She doesn't say that, but she's getting pissed. And she's like, can we leave? And he's like, yeah, I got the check. She's like, how long does it take to get the check? Because she's just uncomfortable about this entire conversation. Gina says she's working on the last moving pieces of putting this trip together to New Mexico, which is the next location where they're going to film. And she says to Christian, are you sure that you don't want to come? And Christian says, come. (laughs) Yeah, there's no way I'm going to Mexico unless a bunch of kids are getting murdered in a warehouse by some pissed off ghost. What does that mean? I have no fucking idea. Okay, my man, do you know the difference between New Mexico and Mexico? He probably says New Mexico. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. 
He's like, and anyway, I'm busy making my own movies. And like holds up his fucking Android. Because that's what he's filming these sex videos on. He's filming so, them on his yeah. phone? Yeah. Oh, God. So cut to Christian and Tara's house. Tara and him are talking and she's very upset about how the dinner went. He's in the kitchen snorting lines of coke and... What a life. They're talking about how they're lucky that Gina is the sole reason why this movie's even happening. And Christian's like, but why? He's just funding it. Like... I assume he's funding it. I They don't say what he does. Okay. Maybe he's a producer. I don't know. A scouter? No clue. He's like, why did you put on a robe? You know the guy is going to be here any minute. She... Why, why <sighs> would you... Okay, so let's presume right i i'm sure i've seen Assume? something presume okay that this porn star because he is a porn star not anymore ha- he's not because of all the shit that came out about him all right well at the time has a decent dick i ha- i don't remember if i've ever seen it it's in this movie of course it is but like don't you any guy that i've talked to about sex penetration is way more stimulating than like watching something and jacking off by yourself listen to me i would understand more if I'm he was doing like psychoanalyze or some a fictional shit. character I know, well he does I... sometimes let me just fucking get All to right, it because i fucking wrote this in broken english <laughs> so i'm trying to transcribe it like indiana fucking jones <laughs> She says to him, what's with all the dudes you keep bringing over? They want to keep fucking me in the ass, and I don't like it. And Christian says that he likes looking at at a person that looks at her and... The same way that he would look at her? No, Christian says he likes looking at something that they can't have. And she says, but sometimes they do have me. Because she's having sex with these strangers. Right. Sometimes, every time, if these guys are coming, they're fucking, right? She's coming ups- and fucking. She, she's upset that he told gina and ryan about their sexual life and like what they do behind closed doors she's like don't i deserve privacy a private part of my life and christian says no one has a private life anymore babe um Uh, i i took a photo of this because if you plaster your cock and balls all over the internet then no shit you do not have a private life i have to mention then i have to mention that in this movie Lindsay Lohan looks like a fucking Muppet. She looks like that Muppet with its eyes closed 85% of the time. The one in the band. <laughs> was this when she was like yeah. hard drugs? Oh yeah, there's, there's trivia about that. Great. Do you see her? She was, yes. She was high yeah. and fucked up like all of production. Oh yeah. She. I didn't put this down, but I think it was, it was either this movie or... Donna had a love relationship with no, Lindsay I just had Lohan a the last couple of days. Lohan marathon because my next movie has Lohan in it. Whether it's this movie or the movie I'm doing next, which I'm not going to say right now, she was supposed to be on set at six in the morning and she was out partying with Lady Gaga till five thirty. <laughs> so. so if you're awake already, you don't have to wake up. <laughs> so she looks fucking horrible. They start arguing before this dude comes, and she's like, "What do you talk about in your meetings with your shrink?" Because. She's like, if I can't have a private life, tell me what you talk about in your therapy meetings. And he's like, there's nothing that we really talk about. Nothing then that I wouldn't go. Nothing that I wouldn't tell you. And she's she calls him a liar. So he's like, I don't know my family, my my father controlling my entire life. She's like, well, do you talk about other girls? And Christian says, I only have strong feelings for you, and you're the only person I've had strong feelings for in a long time. And she says, there's another guy coming over here to fuck me. <laughs> like, get over yourself. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He wants to know if she feels the same way about him, that she feels this, that he's as special as she, he feels about her. That that made sense, I mean, right? Okay. So, does he beat her into have fucking no, these no. other people? Like, this needs to, it's some type of special if you're letting he's rich. other men. Oh, okay, there you go. All right. 
she doesn't really answer him and then he comes so over to her there for the money and he's like he wants to know what was her deal at dinner like why did she seem so like tense or have an attitude she just she, told you the doorbell rings and she's like i'm gonna go let the guy in so she walks to the door he comes in his name is reed he is staring at her assumably like she's the most beautiful woman or because he's never seen a life-size muppet before in his life (laughs) and christian's like can't wait to have my hand up her ass (laughs) (laughs) oh god christian's like what are you drinking my man shot tequila and just gives it to him doesn't even ask dean not my first choice (laughs) Christian starts filming them have sex with his phone, but they kind of just like kiss each other. And then he's like, relax, sit down, have a drink. And the guy sits down in the chair and uh, Tara gets on the couch and she just starts like, you know, heavy petting herself in underwear or whatever. It's sloppy and gross and weird. And um, then the dude takes his clothes off and Christian is like, watch this. And he starts to go down on her and takes her top off. And so we got penis and titties within the first five minutes of the movie i was like will we ever do a movie with nudity this was on tubi yeah <laughs> come on i sent you that tiktok you saw that tiktok where that guy was like you know what i've been doing i've been oh, fucking you know <laughs> this dick paid for this house it's financing this house. so christian is going down on her while reed is jerking off and watching this scene ends wasn't it supposed to be the other way around I don't know what they're fucking what they pay for so then do they pay this guy if it's an app i no, i think it's just meetups for sex so now gina and ryan are together at their kitchen table and they start talking about last night she says christian has all of this money because his grandparents died and they were really rich so he has a trust fund because ryan's like how does he have so much money like you know blah 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 he's a real douchebag blah 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 so gina asks him the real douchebags always have money Gina asks him if he thinks Tara is pretty because she's like, I think Tara is beautiful. Do you think this Muppet is beautiful? <laughs> and he's like, come on, babe, I'm not doing that with you tonight. And she's like, oh, what? He's like, I don't want to start a fight. She's okay. Then Ryan's like, listen, they're nice people, but I do have to say Christian's a douchebag. And, you know, you never really mentioned Tara before last night. So I don't know much about her, but she seems perfectly fine. Gina says that she's been helping more on the movie set because tara doesn't have a job and she doesn't really do anything so she got bored of just staying in christian's house all day so she came to the movie set and started helping them work on it and you know he she's the reason why ryan has this fucking role now in this movie okay gina reminds him she was the biggest push for you to get the part and then after you got the part she just stopped showing up at the studio anymore so is this insinuating that Tara and Ryan are having an affair. Wait. Wait. The next scene, Tara's working, walking through an outlet mall, and we see somebody obviously following her. Like, it's a kid who looks like a skateboarder, and he's, like, walking behind her really, like, fast, and then just standing behind a wall, and, like, half of his face is out and just staring at her. And she's turning around, like, looking behind her, because she's like, am I being followed? And it's like, yes, bitch, it's obvious. But whatever. She goes to a restaurant, and she's meeting Ryan. And she's like, I told you not to text me. And he says, why? And Tara says, because I told you he looks at my phone. Talking about Christian. So then how are they having an affair? They send each other letters? (laughs) Snail mail? Ryan says, why couldn't we meet at my place? And she says, that's not happening anymore, Ryan. So he's upset that Tara's with Christian. And she says, listen. You 
have a girlfriend. <laughs> I know he sucks, but he takes care of me and he's in love with me. So who cares about being happy? And Ryan's like, love. I can't believe that you fuck random guys for him. So she's like, we have to end the affair. Oh, so that's why she was upset because Ryan found out about what he does, what she does F- with him. Yeah. So she wants to end their affair. He doesn't. Ryan asked if Tara told him about them and how they have a past. Mm-hmm. He's like, does Christian know that three years ago you and I were living with each other and we were in love? And after a year of being together, you fucking abandoned me. And then I never saw you again until I walked in on my fucking screen test and you were there and I auditioned. So she felt guilty? No, she cares about him. So she was like, I, you know. But also felt guilty because she just pieced the fuck out. I guess. She says, get real, you're still a bartender. Like, um, <laughs> the fuck? You have no job. <laughs> and fuck random people for your so-called boyfriend. She tells him, listen, I pushed the part for you because I care about you. And I knew that you wanted it. And he says it killed him when she left them. And he had no idea where she was or that Gina knew her because she was Gina's boss's girlfriend. What? (laughs) I'm having a stroke. (laughs) He didn't know where she was after she abandoned him. Okay. And that she ended up being his girlfriend's boss's girlfriend. Okay. You got that? Sure. Okay. (laughs) It's just happenstance. Tara's like... I don't want to go back to being with you because I don't want to go back to bartending and auditioning for parts that we're both never going to get. So I guess they're both struggling actors. And bartenders? Sure. So next scene, Christian pulls up to a house and it's a house with a gate. And I have to mention this. It makes no sense. Whenever you open the gate, there is an Asian woman saying something like a voice recording. I don't know what it says. I don't know why it's there. It doesn't make sense. There's no Asian person living there. Is this the fucking robot from Edge of Tomorrow? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I can't unlock it. (laughs) So a white woman answers the door and lets Christian in. She asks how his day was. He says, fine. He asks about her day. Um, She's also an actress and she was like trying to get a part for some kind of movie or TV show. It didn't work out. He pretends to fall asleep because he's bored with her. So then she just gets up and starts taking her clothes off in the middle of the kitchen. And then he starts taking his clothes off. And then they go into her bedroom and they start fucking. What? <laughs> what is happening? Right. Good question. Missionary. <laughs> um, Got it. He's like over her in mission. I have a question for you. Because usually in movies, the sex isn't real. Yeah. Because all of, or you said most of these actors are porn stars, are they actually having sex? No. So, they're having sex. He's close enough to her face that she reaches up and kisses him. And he, like, pushes her head away. He's like, no! Yeah. Bad dog! She does it two more times and he flips the fuck out. What? (laughs) She's like, what's your problem? And he's like, why the fuck do you do that? And she says... If he does it once, do you think it's an accident? If you try again, he does it again. Why try a third time? (laughs) Well, at that point, you're just gonna... Knock your lights out. Yeah. (laughs) And then it's become a crime. She says that she just gets into it with him and she's sorry. And Christian's like, I forget myself. This is just this. And she's like, what the fuck does that mean? And he's like, I think you're hot and we have fun, but it's not changing my situation. I don't kiss. Her name is Cynthia. And she says to him, what's really wrong? And he's like, I think Tara is seeing someone else. So Christian explains to this woman 
who he was inside of seconds before. I stalk her phone. That he's suspicious because she was acting weird at this dinner they went to. And then in the same day or the, the next day, she met someone for coffee because we know he was he had her followed. And Cynthia's like, she told you that he, he she, hired the skateboard. Yeah. kid. <laughs> she's like, so here's five bucks, kid. <laughs> so she's like, so she told you she was meeting someone for coffee. And he's like, no. And she's like, oh, so how do you know that? And he's like, because I had her followed. And she's like, okay, you need to get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> and he's like, what's the problem? So she gets freaked out and she's like, you need to leave. And I don't think you should come back. And he says, why? And she's like, because I can't handle this anymore. Christian asks, does she need some cash? Like she's a fucking hooker <laughs> because he's now hurt. And she's like, no, motherfucker, get out. Also, the fact that like. Have they had other conversations where he has told people about their sex life? I don't know. Because I He's think, cheating on her. Right. But I'm that's not what I'm getting at. The fact that like if you just randomly started telling someone about your sex life and be like, Oh yeah, we're great. Oh, she fucks other guys and I film it. <laughs> I would get pissed too. I feel like that's a regular human fucking reaction. Yeah, but he's a dick with a lot of money and power. So he's that kind of person that he can say and so do whatever he, he wants. So he doesn't know what human fucking like, conversations and interactions should be like? I guess not. She was acting weird. She was acting like a person. So the next scene, Gina and Tara are getting lunch. And Tara starts to apologize for not congratulating her on opening her own PR firm. I didn't... What? what? Yeah, I don't know. And she's like, well, don't thank me yet because it hasn't really taken off. But I couldn't have done this without Christian. Gina then Yay. says that dinner the other night was fun, but Ryan was shocked by Christian and everybody else seemed kind of off towards the end of it. So it kind of got weird. Bitch, were you cool with the sex conversation? Because like that, <laughs> what do you think... Yeah. I would not be Are surprised you in danger, it got girl? fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, I would be more so like, girl, do you need me to get you like a fucking house? Blink twice if you yeah. need help. So Tara says to Gina, you're so lucky to have a guy like Ryan. And Gina asks why Tara left the film as soon as she did after they got Ryan the role. And she's like, oh, because, you know, I know I seemed into it, but really, I just wanted something to do. And Gina's like, well, I really wanted you to come to New Mexico with us. And then you stopped kind of being a part of it. And then Tara's like, do you are really... Are still going? Well, the people who are filming the movie are, yeah, but Tara's not going. And Christian says he's not going to go. So then Tara says to Gina, do you really like movies? Gina's like, yeah. And she's like, when's the last time you saw a film that really mattered? I'm like, where's this going? And Gina's like, well, I guess the last I time... I this one porn movie. <laughs> She's like, I guess the last time I went to a premiere and Tara's like, no, that's not the same. She's like, I guess what I'm saying is films aren't my thing anymore and I don't want to be away from Christian that long. And now I'm looking for something else to do. I have to go. So Tara leaves. What the fuck is wrong with her? I mean, this, this, this is obviously an abusive relationship. If, if you have not seen eight <laughs> red flags up to this point, let me tell you. Besides the fact that, like, uh, oh, God, there's G too much. Gina's like, Gina's like, oh, don't worry about the bill. I'm just going to charge it to the company. Your company that's not doing well or the movie production, whatever. Oh, I thought it was the PR firm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the one that doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Tara leaves and Gina immediately picks up her phone and calls Christian. And she starts to tell him about the lunch they just had. And she's like, there's nothing to report on other than her being a little bit tense. Then she asks Christian, why did you want me to go to lunch with her? 
And he's like, oh, I just wanted you guys to reconnect. Gotta go. And hangs up. He's driving while they're having this conversation. So next scene, we see Ryan at a photo shoot. And he's leaving the photo shoot wearing the same fucking outfit he wore to meet up with Tara about their affair. So he has two jobs. He works as a bartender at a bar. And then he also works at a hotel. And he's on the phone with his boss from the bartender and he's telling his boss, yeah, don't worry, Xander's going to take my shifts because I'm going to be gone for a month. And his boss is like giving him shit and he's like, listen, everything's going to be fine. I got to go. He goes into the hotel. I can't get another bartending job tomorrow. He goes into the hotel and he goes into a back room to speak to his boss named Randall. Randall the Vandal. Yeah. (laughs) Randall is a bitchy, snarky man and Ryan is his assistant and... He's there because he wants to ask Randall if he has any extra shifts for him because he needs some extra cash because since he's going away for a month, he's not going to be making any income and this this shoot is not going to pay him a lot of money since it's a low-budget film. And Randall says, you know, I brought you on to this job full-time and then you went part-time on me. And he's like, and I helped you out when you needed it. I didn't give you a, a big fucking... And you didn't suck my dick. So. Well, he gets up and he moves sitting on the desk with his dick in his face and (laughs) oh (laughs) okay he says to ryan when are you going to start thinking about a real future what are you going to start thinking about this cock in your mouth yeah randall wants to fuck him and then he gets a text and it's from tara so he's like but he's not bi i gotta go no but he's pretty so all these men want to have sex with him so they hug (laughs) randall and him and he's I have like, never hugged my boss. I'll see what I can do for you. Ryan pulls up to his own apartment. I don't know what the check said from Tara. It might have said like, I'm at your place or come here now. I don't know. But he goes to his own These apartment. These titties out. This pussy slopping wet. <laughs> Slurp and, my cooch. He comes in and he immediately takes his shirt off and walks into the bedroom and she's sitting there crying. He's like, oh, fuck. And he starts to kiss her and then they start fucking. But he's like, don't worry, baby. Everything will be all right. The dude that was following Tara at the mall is sitting in his car outside of Ryan's apartment, like, watching. This skater kid yeah. has a car. He just looks like a skater kid, but he's a grown adult. Okay. So. He took his mom's car. <laughs> his mom's 1998 Volvo. <laughs> Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my fucking. I shouldn't name a car so close to I mean, to a that's fucking probably the last part. time anyone's touched her vulva, so, you know. Hey. <laughs> this fictional mother. That's nice. What'd she do to deserve that? She's just gone through some shit. She don't need no man. She got her fucking wonder wand buzzing. Are you done? No. So, Christian's <laughs> going somewhere. Um, He goes to this person's office who has a secretary, and the secretary is sitting there. He's like, hey is he in and the secretary is like yeah let me see if he's and before she could finish her sentence he throws her jacket his jacket on her desk and he's like watch this for me will you he opens the sliding doors to this guy's office and then as he closes them behind him he's like no girls allowed to the secretary the person he's going to meet what is happening (laughs) i I feel like i say that in every single fucking episode (laughs) i always pick gems don't i the person he's going to meet is somebody who works on the film. I think he's a producer. I think. Or does special effects. Or he was looking at the budget for special effects. I don't know. What is this movie about? Do we know? <laughs> no. So Christian's there I'm just because- imagining this is a high-end, like, porno. I'm like, special effects. It looks like it. Um, <laughs> so Christian... <laughs> we, need, we need you 
to CGI more cum when he <laughs> jizzes in her face. Do you think there's definitely someone who has done that for something? Please, how do you get a job like that? <laughs> so Christian wants to talk about Ryan. That's why he's there. Somehow this guy, no, scratch that. This guy starts talking about how Ryan's attractive and the more lead roles that come in that are attractive, the more this guy's boyfriend always gets jealous because he thinks that he's sleeping with one of the male leads and he's like, 50% of the time, he's not wrong. Okay. Christian's like, I want you to call Gerald, who is their boss of what? I don't know. But whose boss? <laughs> what office? Where is this office? Who are these people? We got... <laughs> Gerald Reed. Do, do I need to remember Reed? Doesn't Reed? Matter. No, okay, no, no. I remember Reed. I don't remember anyone else. Reed was there to fuck and he had to jerk himself off. So, you know, he lost. <laughs> <laughs> this producer dude or whatever, his name is John. Okay. Gerald is the either the director or the agent and he has power over the movie. The movie that they're doing in New Mexico. Yes. Got it. So Christian's like, I want you to call Gerald and I want you to tell him that Ryan's been replaced. And John's like, why? And Christian's Who's like, John? the producer he's talking to. The one who is like, I'm looking at the special effects budget right now. And who is Gerald? Just The so boss. Isn't the producer the boss? <laughs> no, John is the producer. I'm saying, wouldn't the producer be the boss? There's somebody above him and that's Gerald. But then isn't the boss usually the person that's funding the project and that's Christian? That's Christian, but they have somebody above them. <laughs> he might be the director. And director usually has say over creative things like who gets the roles yeah, in movies no, and Yeah, no, yeah, that, that So listen, sense. just shut your right, I do. I'm trying to make sense of this garbage. Don't. <laughs> Christian. I'm trying. Christian's like, Ryan isn't actually being replaced, but I want you to call him in and I want you to tell him that Gerald is thinking of replacing him. But he can convince... Nope. Sorry. <laughs> okay. He can't convince. You can't convince me. <laughs> you want to take a five minute break? No. Then? Okay. Power through it. <laughs> Sauna this bitch. This is too much. Christian says, Ryan isn't actually getting replaced, but I want you to call him in and tell him that Gerald is thinking of replacing him, but that you can convince Gerald to keep him in the film if Ryan is willing to do something for you. So John says, what? is this blackmail? <laughs> so John says, what is that? And Christian says, tell Ryan he can keep his part if he's willing to sleep with you. Does he want to sleep with him? Well, John is gay, but no, he doesn't want to do this. Then why? Hold on. John says, why would I do that? And Christian says, because you owe a favor to me. He's like, I'm best friends with Gina and Ryan is 100% straight. And Christian's like, it's just a prank. We just want to test him and see if he falls for it. And he's like, listen, I will take full responsibility for it after you tell him what's really going on. And John's like, but if he does want to sleep with you, <laughs> fuck it, I'll film it. John's like, I don't think I can do this. And Christian's like, remember that you are replaceable. There are many producers in this fucking city. Wow. So if you're not willing to do it, I'll find someone else who is. Christian goes back home. Tara's sunbathing on the deck. And he starts interrogating her like, what'd you do today? She's like, I went to the gym. And he's like, which gym? And she's like, oh, the one on Sunset. And he's like, why didn't you go to the one in West Hollywood? It's closer. And she's like, why are you asking me all these things? And he's like, what time did you go? And then she asks, do you find Gina attractive? And Christian's like, no, I would never hire an assistant I find attractive. You know that. And then Christian asks, did you find Ryan attractive? And she says, no. 
And he's like, but you hired him as the leading role. And Tara's like, why does that matter? (laughs) Christian then asks, would you fuck him? And she's like, what did you just fucking ask me? And she's like, no, I wouldn't. And Christian's like, I just thought maybe you guys knew each other from the way that you two acted. So Tara finally asks, why do you keep asking all these things? And Christian repeats what he says. And he's like, I just thought you two had met before, maybe. And she says, absolutely not. She asks how his day was. And he just starts to fucking walk away and ignore her and goes to get a drink. Wow. Oh, God. What does that say? (laughs) Oh, okay. It's always a great question to yourself. Well, because I meant his, but I wrote who is. (laughs) So we see Ryan pulling up to his place. And he gets a text from Tara, and it says, HE KNOWS, in capital letters. Gina's home. Didn't she say to him, don't text me, but then she texts him, he knows? What else is she supposed and to do? And then obviously- Send a pigeon carrier? What? How else were they communicating? Well, I don't know. She's probably deleting her text. You get one of those fucking apps that is, like, encrypted or some shit that, like, terrorists and drug dealers use. Gina's home already, and she's like, how are you? How was your day? They have small talk. She comes in the dining room where he is and asks, what are you doing? And he's looking at her computer and he's like, Christian does yoga with Cynthia Gray. So she's like, you know her? And Ryan's like, yeah, I was in an acting class with her. So Cynthia is the girl that he he was sleeping with. And she's a yoga instructor, apparently. Okay. And this is, I mean, (laughs) we're in LA. You're really like, he does yoga with her? What? Doesn't everyone know everyone in L.A., but somehow there's a million fucking people there? Gina's like, I doubt that he's doing yoga with her when he goes to do yoga with her. He's doing yoga with her. So now they're in a hot tub. They're supposed to be, like, poor, but they have a hot tub, so I'm going to question that. Um, Poor people can have hot tubs. Well, yeah, it looks like a rinky-ass hot tub. It looks like one you just bought from, like, Walmart or whatever. Listen, there's blow-up hot tubs that are still... It's not a blow-up. It's a straight-up hot tub. Okay, then they have some... Well, rental, they pay $500 extra on their rent to have a jacuzzi. And in New York, you pay $1,000 extra just because the building has a fucking deck on the roof. Stephanie's obviously upset about something specific. <laughs> yeah, okay. Talking about this specific deck on the roof... No, I don't have time Half for this. of the part... No, no, no. Because no, this no, is... No, no, no. I've don't never seen this any... Don't have time. I have never don't seen have time. this on any don't other... You're taking making this city longer. No, you don't have to I say have it. I have never you seen have say any building okay. have a fucking obstacle course for dogs on the roof. So cut to there in their hot tub. And Gina tells Ryan that she went to lunch earlier that day with Tara. He's like, oh, really? And Gina's like, yeah, well, Christian asked me to go. She thinks that he wanted her to find something out. And Gina's like, I don't believe her when she told me. What? Okay. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay. So she's like, I think he wanted me to find something out. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, I told her that you said that Christian was cool. And Ryan's like, why would you tell her that? Like, I don't think that. So he obviously Wait, knows. What? Okay, hold on. What does he, she not believe her about? I don't know. <laughs> Great. Whatever she was telling her about not coming back to the movie set, she's like, I don't okay. fully believe. Right. Like, I forgot that they were talking whatever about Whatever the that. fuck her excuse was. But he drops it because he's like, I'm coming off too strong about this. So he's like, you can tell her whatever you like, babe. I don't even know her. So Gina's like... Yeah, well, she seems scared and anxious, like a girl in a movie who's being followed by somebody. Next day. (sighs) No, that night, we see Ryan driving to the producer's office. At night, while it's closed. 
the producer John, who Christian told. Okay, and what is it, Jehovah or whoever is the boss? Gerald. There you go. Ryan is completely weirded out, and John tells him, "Come in, close the door." And he's like, "Why Suck do I? My dick. Why do I have to close?" Oh, right, because he ha- yeah, yeah. Okay, the whole he's like, prank. "Why do I? Why do I have to close the door? No one's here." And he's like, "Close the door." And he's like, John, why are you telling me to come here at 11 p.m. at night for a meeting? Why would you? He cuts to the chase and he's like, Gerald is reconsidering your role. And Ryan's like, we're shooting in less than a month. I put my whole life on hold. What does that mean? Didn't they sign a contract or some shit? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, does Gina know about this? And John's like, Gina doesn't know. And he's like, I'm calling Gina right now. So John's like, put down the phone. I I know a way you can keep this role. You're going to lose your shit in two seconds. My cock, your mouth. So Ryan puts the phone down. John's like, I'm going to Palm Springs this weekend. And Ryan's like, with Billy, your boyfriend? And he's like, no. He's like, I want you to come. And he's like, like me and Gina? And he's like, no, just me and you. So Ryan's like, sure, why not? He's like, why wait? Let's do it right now. He gets up and he's like, suck me off right here. Put it in your mouth. And John's like, seriously? (laughs) And he's like, yep. Get down on your fucking knees and suck me right off. I need it. I need to get one off. Suck my dick. He leaves. And we don't know what happened. So I can't tell you if he just got blown by this dude and he left pissed or if he didn't get blown by this dude and he left pissed. We don't find out. We never find out. So he gets in his car and he immediately calls Cynthia. And he's like, hey, I need to talk to you. Where are you? New scene. He has her phone number? Didn't they just go to acting school together? He knows her. He has her phone number. Okay? In this universe, he has her phone number. New scene. The screen reads Tuesday. Didn't realize we were doing that because it didn't say Monday. So I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) You need to know. It's fucking Tuesday. This Tuesday, it matters. Tuesday is the most important day of the week. (laughs) It's not Monday. It's not Wednesday. It's not half of the week gone. It's no no sense. But wait, hold on. If he said this weekend. Yeah, the weekend still comes at it. No, I don't think that's that too far-fetched. How about did he suck his dick or not? (laughs) Right, but okay, suck his dick, but is he going to Palm Springs? (laughs) No, I don't think he's going to Palm Springs. But there's a chance he has dick sucked. I don't know. I mean, if you close your eyes, does it matter who's sucking your dick? Tara's in bed watching TV, and she gets a text message. We hear it on her phone, but it pops up on her TV. Literally, it looks like an iPhone on the TV, but it says text TV. This, why did you have to make this? Why did you have to make advanced technology? No, not in 2013. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm thinking even now. Right. Why would you even want want that? So she's texting on her phone, but we're reading it on the TV. It's a number she doesn't know, and it says, is this Tara? Ryan may or may not have gotten his dick sucked. (laughs) She's like, yes, who is this? They write back. I would never say yes. I would say, who the fuck is this? They write back. I need to tell you something. She says, about, question mark. And then it says, Christian, dot, dot, dot. You and I hung out a couple years ago when you met him. She writes back, who is this? And they say, I think you're in trouble. So she goes over to the balcony and she goes to tell Christian, hey, I'm going out to see Amber. We're going to go get some drinks and maybe go see a movie or something. He's like, cool. Who the fuck is Amber? No one. She's like, really? When when characters in movies bring up random people, I start questioning my sanity because I don't remember if they mentioned this person before or not. Is this someone that I 
thought their name was something else. No, just random person that I'm assuming never shows up in the movie. No. Yeah, okay, great. Confuse me more, confusing piece of shit movie. She just needs a friend. She's like, really, no interrogation? And he's like, no, I trust you, baby. She goes to get in the shower, all right? And we know this because she says that. <laughs> it cuts to a shot of the aerial view of the house. But then it it's cuts, getting bombed. It cuts right back to Christian in the house walking up the stairs to the bedroom. Why did we need to cut to the outside of the house? That would insinuate a new scene. This is the same scene. What the fuck? I mean, it would also make more sense to have that at the... Did someone fuck up editing? Is that it? <laughs> it would make more sense having that shot like at the beginning of her going into the house and or talking to Christian being like, yo, I'm going out with this whoever the fuck bitch Amber is. That doesn't matter. So we see Christian sneaking up the stairs while she's showering. Her shower is insane. It's crazy. We see her in the shower. The lighting is so yellow, like a motel shower. There's no curtain. There's no door. And I know this because the way it's shot, you see the rest of the bathroom. You see like a fucking broken door. There's nothing covering the shower. That's that rich people shower No, shit. no, no. It looks hoboken. I don't know what to call it. He... <laughs> Goes I over. want to see this movie just for this shower. You yeah. know, <laughs> he goes to her phone and takes it. She is in the shower and she starts looking behind her like she hears a noise. But he's being so quiet, like there's no fucking way. It's the killer from Psycho. Like... So he leaves, and now we get another shot of the house from the outside at night. It's the same fucking time because now she's actually leaving the house to go meet up with Amber. Is the shot there to insinuate time passing? But I she said don't... she was taking a shower, so that's like right after I what she said she was going to do. This was painful. Who edited this? <laughs> she's like, all right, I'm going to go. I'll be back in a bit. I'm supposed to believe that she would leave without her phone? Absolutely not. Unless she, unless Christian has a tracking app on her and she wants to pretend she forgot her phone. Well, she does drive a Mercedes that he bought her, so. G-Wagon? What? He's like. It's a type of car. I'm going to find someone to be here when you get back. I'm sorry, what? He's like, I'm going to find someone to be here when you get back. Oh, God. So Christian calls somebody. Hold on. I set the scene, right? You're into watching your girlfriend get fucked. She says she's going out with her friend. Who knows how long she's going to be gone? She said drinks, movie, maybe something else. She might come back at four in the morning on Tuesday. <laughs> right. Uh, and you're up. like, yo. On a Tuesday. I don't. Got your guy over here. He's going to fuck me because you're not here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what. I, so it's like, you don't know what time she's coming back, right? She's purposefully or not purposefully not shaking her phone. No, he took it. Oh, what? Right. What? <laughs> oh, he, what? <laughs> <laughs> While she was in the shower, he snuck upstairs and took her phone. And then she leaves? Yeah. And she's not like, where's my phone? Yeah. No. And obviously she's not going to meet Amber. She's going to meet up with this mysterious person who's texting her. Okay, so <laughs> going back. You don't know when she's coming back. He's going to be like, all right, come in like two hours. Possibly, maybe. I don't know how long the movie dinner bar scene is. Uh, we're just going to chill. <laughs> <laughs> I'll offer you tequila, because that's all I have, even though I'm rich, and that is... Yes, Coke. I'm sorry, but it's... Uh, if you're rich, are you drinking tequila if you have a straight? The only thing that I can drink tequila in is mixed drinks. You're asking too many questions. I have to get But one. why? Okay. What so, do you talk about? <laughs> Christian calls someone as soon as she leaves, 
and he tells them on the phone, I need you to come over now. So again, I'm supposed to believe she purposefully left without her phone, wasn't like, where's my phone? The guy who normally follows her is following her, and she ends up at Cynthia's house. Uh, She opens the gate. He follows me. She opens the gate. It's the same Japanese saying from this woman. I have no idea what the fuck she's saying. Tara is sitting in Cynthia's backyard, and they're having wine and smoking. And Tara's like, I don't remember you. And she's like, well, I used to date Christian before you met him. She's very standoffish. She doesn't care about whatever the fuck she needs to be there for. Cynthia tells Tara, you have to get out of this relationship. And Tara's like, why? And Cynthia's like, because he's a sick little boy. Cynthia was also pressured to sleep with random people while she dated Christian. And she's like, things can get really bad for you. Like the time I woke up in the ER. She's like, Christian. And then I was on an episode of Sex Sent to the ER. (laughs) She's like, one night, things became clear for me. When things really got out of hand. Christian invited over a bunch of guys to the house. Oh no, gangbang. While I was passed out. Yep. Oh no. (laughs) And she's like, that's how I ended up in Los Angeles community. I don't know. Dead pussy be fucking torn up. (laughs) She says apparently Christian roofied her. So Tara's like, well, that would be your fault because you knew these guys were coming over. And she's like. I don't even believe you. I'm sorry. The way that was set up is that she didn't know that all of these people were coming over. Well, she willingly had sex with other guys in their relationship. That's fine. But one is one, not eight cocks. Cynthia tells her, Christian filmed the entire thing and threatened to put it up online if I ever said anything about it. And then Tara accuses her of being jealous. And that's the only reason why she's doing this and called her out here. is you, yo, your brain. Take your man's fucking therapist, psychologist, whoever the fuck. You need to go see this person. Because how could you ever say to another person in the same fucking situation, if you're not in some sort of way brainwashed, you're thinking too far. Men wrote this. Please. <laughs> Tara says, he's it's not He's not going to hurt. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> to, I, I know I'm going back to the whole thing about men, but the fact that I'm going to put this online, is she not passed out in this video? Isn't that rape? Is it like, I'd be like, yeah, motherfucker. Put it online. Can't wait to meet you in court and send you to fucking jail. Yeah, but I mean, then it's online already and your reputation's ruined, especially if you want to be an actress. At that point, it's rape. Yeah, I know, but if she wants to be an actress, she has to think about her career. It's fucking rape. But some people don't want to even chance it being on there. So Tara's like, he's not going to hurt me. And if anything, mm-hmm. I'm the one that's going to hurt him. And then leaves. I don't know what <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's how it works. Me no job. I'm so, assuming she lives with him. Tara? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she does. But there, didn't you mention that she has her own place? No. No job. Lives at his place. You going back to your parents' basement? Or back to live with Ryan in some fucking shitty place and they Gina. couldn't afford rent. Yeah. <laughs> so the dude that follows her lets Christian know that she's leaving. And we now go back to the house and we see that there's some guy sitting in the living room with Christian and he's hacking into Ryan's Facebook page. So he's on their desktop and he's typing and scrolling, but the screen is still. It's not moving. And it goes to Christian and then back to the screen. And Christian's like, wait, 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 stop there. But again, the screen isn't moving. Why is he telling him to stop? Am and I assuming this is the dude that he invited over to fuck her? No, <laughs> he called this dude to hack everything. He knows how to hack everything. You're going to find out in a second. We see a photo <laughs> We see a photo of Tara and Ryan on Ryan's Facebook page. So this tech dude is like, hey, I found those deleted texts you wanted me to find. He pulls them up on the desktop and he's like, 
I don't know what this means, but it was sent to Ryan's phone. It's literally their conversation where Tara says, he knows. And Ryan's like, how? And the tech dude's like, I don't know what that means. He then says. What are words? He then says. I know how to hack, but I don't know how to read. He then says. Christian asks this. How quickly can you hack into his bank account? <laughs> we get another outside shot of the house. The tech dude is leaving at the same time that Tara is walking into the house. They walk right past each other. And Tara's like, who the fuck is that? She comes in and she's like, who is that? And Not Christian's like. Date. <laughs> Christian's like, who? And she's like, the guy who just walked out of here. And he's like, he came to bring me some weed. And she's like, you're fucking lying, Christian. Where's the weed? <laughs> he asks her, how was Amber? And she's like, I wouldn't know. I didn't go to see Amber. He's like, where'd you go? And she's like, do you know who Cynthia is? And he's like, no, I don't know who you're talking about. And she's like, stop lying to me, Christian. I, I do not And know. he's like, I meant, I don't know which Cynthia you're talking about. I know many Cynthias. Fuck off. <laughs> She's like the Cynthia that you sent to the hospital after you had someone run a train on her. <laughs> and no, after you yourself ran a train on her. And he's like, that shit never happened. He's like, I would have told you if something like that happened. She's on drugs and she's obsessed with me. And that's why she's selling you this bullshit. Yeah, why would you ever admit to running a train on someone? And Tara's like, what kind of drugs is she on, Christian? Roofies? <laughs> so. Ooh, burn. His phone goes off. And she's like, who's that? And he's like, no one. My and, roofie dealer. And he's like, it's just someone I invited over, but I'm just going to cancel. And she's like, no, don't cancel. Invite him over. I swear to God, the budget. I, at this point, I'm like, what was the budget for this movie? $50? Because she's crawling on the bed in her, like, lingerie. She has bruises all over her fucking legs. <laughs> like, they didn't have makeup to cover that shit up. Is it intentional? No. So this other couple is here in the house now. They're fucking naked. Christian's naked. They're walking upstairs. You see James Dean, giant cock, flopping in the wind. The bedroom has like fucking strobe lights and all four of them. I would, why would you want to fuck to strobe lights? <laughs> I want to pretend I'm at a fucking disco. All four of them are on the bed and it's not hot. She's kissing Christian and then he tells her, kiss the girl. These people are porn stars. Then Tara says, you guys kiss. And he goes to kiss the other girl. And she's like, no, you kiss him. His name's Jerry. <laughs> I don't know why I know that. I don't know the girl's That's name. That's not a hot name. No. <laughs> so Jerry and Christian start making out. So I wrote, finally, I have a movie where two dudes are kissing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> then she tells Jerry, go down on him. So it starts to happen. And she's holding Christian from the from behind. While he's like getting blown, and she's like, listen to me. Thank you. What? <laughs> and then she just sits back. She pulls the other bitch back. They're sitting there, and they're just watching these two dudes fuck each other. She says, listen to me. Thank you? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And she's watching with, like, an evil eye, like, I'm I'm in control of this shit now. <laughs> yeah, not for long, bitch. It's the next day. We know this because it says Wednesday in front of that dilapidated town. It's a scene from that dilapidated town. I said, it is Wednesday, my dudes. <laughs> give it up to vine ryan is leaving cynthia's house and they're talking and she's like it's just strange how things work out and ryan's like what do you mean she's like well i liked you and you ended up dating tara and then i ended up with christian but he eventually ended up with tara ryan came just to hear about the conversation tara and cynthia had Wait, last hold night on, hold on what this is gina this is cynthia the yoga instructor cynthia is talking to ryan to ryan he came to her house they dated 
they had a small thing, but they didn't. It wasn't serious. But okay. they met in their acting class. Yeah. So he came over just to hear about their conversation they had last night, and he's like, "Thank you so much for the help. I know it was a weird thing to ask you." And she's like, first acting gig I've had in five years." She made all that shit up <laughs> with about the, the roofie and the train. Yeah. Why? To try to convince Tara to leave Christian. He says that he loves Tara, but the problem is he's also with someone else, and she's like, listen, you got to deal with your own shit. So he leaves. Now, he's in a bookstore or a CD store or both. It's 2013. What the fuck? And he's at an FYE. FYI? <laughs> FYE. It's for your entertainment. Ryan is being followed by the same guy that follows Tara. So he goes to the parking garage of this CD book outlet and the guy is following him and all of a sudden he turns around and he holds the guy up to his car and he's like what the fuck are you doing why are you following me and they start like fighting and ryan's like i know you work for christian he's like tell christian i know what the fuck he's doing so the next scene ryan goes to an atm and he tries to take out money but it says you broke bitch so he's like what the fuck tara picks up her phone but it won't turn on and she says out loud this can't be my phone i don't know what that means she <laughs> my phone turns on <laughs> she gets up to go to the computer because the layout of this house is there's the bedroom and then there's like a staircase but there's also like a walkway and then the walkway you go and there's like an open everything is an open floor plan here there's like a study with where the desktop is she picks up a house phone it's 2013 why do they have house phones so because if i can text on my fucking tv why do i have a house phone Hack into the TV. Text from your TV. She goes over to get the phone, accidentally almost drops a water bottle, catches it because she doesn't want Christian to wake up, grabs the house phone, calls her phone. She hears it ringing. She goes to her nightstand. It's she not there. She doesn't want him to wake up, but she calls her own phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Got she it. She realizes that her phone is in the nightstand next to his side of the bed, and as she opens it up, he grabs her arm immediately, and he's like, what are you doing? They start screaming at each other, and he's like, I know about you fucking Ryan. I know what you've been fucking doing. And she's just on the floor like crying like, no. So he's like, you lied, you fucking bitch. And she's just crying on the ground, blah, blah, blah. Cut to Gina and Ryan. And she comes out. She's like, oh, I slept in late. And she's like, Ryan, why are you drinking tequila at noon? Because he's drinking tequila at noon. So <laughs> who sponsored? What te tequila company sponsored this movie? You can't, I don't know, because I couldn't really see any of the labels or anything. He starts talking about Christian seeing his psychiatrist, Dr. Campbell. And she's like, why are you talking about Christian's psychiatrist? Yeah. And he's like, same. because he's a sick fuck. And the reason he knows about Christian seeing a psychiatrist is because Gina has his schedule on her laptop. So that's how he saw it. I just want to connect some dots here because nothing else makes sense. No. Also, I would not be on the floor crying. I'd be like, you were... Well, now I know this isn't real, but she thinks it's real. You ran a fucking train on someone. <laughs> Had a group of men run a train on someone. Right, he set it up, yeah. Ryan says this movie isn't going to happen because this, of... I don't know how this movie is happening. <laughs> because of Christian. Gina is lost, and so am I. Ditto. He's like, it's not going to happen because I've been fucking his girlfriend for the last month, and I'm in love with her. He starts telling her the crazy backstory about how they dated for a year and then she dumped him for Christian and he didn't see her for three years. But then for the first time at the audition, he saw her and then Christian found out that they were fucking and hacked into his bank account and drained his money. He then says, I love you, Gina, but I can't control how I feel about Tara. I can't control my dick. Gina's like, she won't come back to you. And you know what? We can sit here for hours and talk about all this, but after that, I want you to pack your shit and get the fuck out of here. 
And then she says, I will do any degrading thing to make sure this movie still happens and that you are nowhere near that film set. So finally, we see Christian at his shrink appointment. And this is played by Gus Van Sant. And they're talking about bullshit, but he's also mentioning about the foursome they had and how he's upset about it because he's usually the one in control, but last night he wasn't. It didn't seem real when the guy was sucking his dick or when Tara tried to get Jerry to fuck him. But don't worry, that didn't happen, is what he says. He's like, I felt objectified. I'm not gay. (laughs) He's like, I felt objectified. The two girls were just watching me and told me and Jerry what to do, and I didn't like it. So the, the shrink is like, have you processed why you have to come here and how it's mandatory? And Christian's like, yeah, but I don't like it. And he's like, Man- mandatory? Yeah, he's like, what happens if you miss a session? He's like, my father will get called and then my trust will get pulled. So his dad is the reason why he's in his psychiatry meetings. That's a weird stipulation. So Christian leaves and he calls Ryan. They're both driving. Christian's on Bluetooth. Ryan has his phone in the cup holder on speaker. Um, The classism here, you know, it's really... (laughs) He starts talking about how he did a background check on him, and he's like, I know you came out of this poor shit-stained town from Michigan, which is what I assume those stills are from their fucking rinky-dink Michigan town where him and Tara come from. And he's like... Oh, they met there? I guess. I I assume. (laughs) What? Okay. So, why is this movie called the canyons is, I mean, is this a trailer trash love story like i don't know he's like so at 18 you did some modeling gigs and you got somewhere you were in a pringles commercial i saw it on youtube <laughs> he's like <laughs> and then he's like yeah, you got somewhere in a pringles commercial oh my god he's probably what about your boss who wants to fuck you, Randall, at the hotel? You probably did fuck him, didn't you? Did you tell Gina about that? He's still running his mouth and talking shit. And we see that Christian pulls up to somewhere and it's Cynthia's house. And he hangs up the phone. He rings the bell and she's like, what do you want? He's like, I want to talk to you. So she lets him in. Christian mentions Ryan and he's like, I know about the fake gang rape story you told Tara. He's like... Listen, you wanted my attention, now you got it, and I'm here. And I thought it was really cute, that story you came up with. And you had to have come up with it, because he's not that fucking smart to come up with a story like that. He's a moron. Uh, Get ready. It's about to go off the rails. Um, He wants to know how she knows Ryan. And she's like, it doesn't matter. Christian's like, yeah, it does matter. So she's like, fine. We had a small thing when we met in acting class, but then he met Tara. So while she's telling him all this, he goes into her bathroom and he starts putting on rubber dish gloves. She is still talking. He stands in her, he gets in her shower. She has rubber dish gloves in her shower? No, he pulls them out of his pants. Oh, he gonna kill her? (laughs) He is standing in her shower, putting these gloves on and her fucking light is flickering. I'm like, girl, you gotta get that fixed. Just tighten that light bulb. She's like, hey, what are you doing? Because the conversation kind of ends or whatever conversation this is because it's just her talking while he's trying to get his murder gear on. He comes out with his hood on, the gloves, and a knife. It's 2013. She runs into... I have to... Okay, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) This is prevalent. She screams and runs into her bedroom and like shuts the door, but before she can shut it all the way, he puts his foot in between it and like breaks it open. No, she was in the living room and he was in the bathroom. So he stops her from shutting the door and getting away. So she's screaming. It's 2013. Her cell phone is ringing. It's the fucking Motorola tone. The da 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 It 
first of all, everybody was texting with iPhones when they were texting on their TV. Why does she have like a fucking Samsung, Motorola? She, she's the one it's bitch with an Android. It's not even an Android. That's the other engine, though. That's what I'm saying. Ryan is calling her while she's getting murdered. And Christian <laughs> answers it. And he's like, you're interrupting my murder. He's like, I can't believe what you did to her, dude. You're one sick fuck. And then hangs up. Listen to me. It's really wait, wait, not. Hold on. I'm sorry. Who said this? Christian picks up her phone while he's murdering her. And, he, and Ryan's on the other end. He's like, Christian says, I can't believe what you did to her, dude. You're one sick fuck. To, to, to uh, Cynthia. Ryan was calling Cynthia's phone. Yeah. Christian picked it up. Yeah. And Christian said that to Ryan. Why? Because he's trying to insinuate that he murdered her, even though Christian murdered her. Like, he's going to be framed for murdering her. They could have checked her phone records and been like, who fucking answered her phone? If Ryan was calling her phone as she was getting murdered, how? Whatever. So they hang up. Ryan immediately goes to Cynthia's house, and she's dead dead. Like, he walks in. The door's open. She on the floor, blood everywhere. She's fucking dead. So Christian goes home, and Tara's in the house, and she has suitcases packed behind her. She says, I'm leaving to go stay with my sister. He drops his keys aggressively on the table and apologizes for this morning and everything. And she's like, I'm sorry, too. She's like, I want to know that you're okay with me leaving, though. Tara says, will you please just let me go? And he's like, I loved you. I really loved you in my own way. But I loved you. And she starts crying, like sobbing. I've never felt love. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay if you leave. I'll be fine. And then Christian's like, but I need you to do something for me. And she's like, anything. What is it? He's like, I need you to be my alibi for this afternoon. And she says, why? And he's like, something happened to Cynthia. And Tara says, what happened? And Christian's like, it's not important. It's not important. She's dead. He says, you have been with me since I got home from my appointment with the psychiatrist. And he's like, nod for me, baby. And she's like, okay. And she's like nodding. He adds, and if you ever see Ryan again, or if he ever contacts you, or you two are in a room together, I will kill him and I will get away with it. So she starts sobbing hysterically, and she's like, yes, and he's like, nod for me, baby. Oh, my God, this is so fucking stupid. And she does, and he says, that's a good girl, and the screen goes black. So now... I wish the end. <laughs> we're at a hotel, and we see Tara with a new guy, and she's sitting at dinner with another couple. The woman from this couple asks if Tara had a fun time over the week that they were away on vacation, her and her new boyfriend. They went to Dubai, and she's like... Tara says, like, yes, we had a lovely time. And then the woman's like, weren't you working on a movie, like, last year? And she's like, yeah, how did you know? And the girl says, oh, we have a friend in common, you know, Christian? And Tara's like, yeah, we dated a while ago. And then I stopped working on the film and blah, blah, blah. The woman's like, oh, is it that bad? Is that why you stopped working on the film because of the breakup? And she's like, no, I just lost interest. And then the woman's like, What's that around the time his yoga instructor was killed? And Tara's like, yeah, that was the same time. The girl says, they never found out who did it, did they? And Tara's like, no, they didn't. And they ended up finding the murder weapon in someone else's car. Some guy's assistant. I don't know what the fuck this wait, means. Wait, what? 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 what, what <laughs> so they, they, hold on. He was originally trying to frame Ryan, but then tried to frame Gina? No. I Some guys, I don't know. I don't know. So Tara says, I really don't know what happened. I was with Christian the night that she was murdered. 
And the girl says, so they never arrested anyone then, right? And Tara's like, no. So the girl says, how is Christian? And Tara's like, we don't really talk that much, but I heard he's doing really well. The woman says, okay, I have to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. She walks to the bathroom, immediately pulls her phone out and starts calling someone. And she's like, yeah, I'm with Tara now. And, and then she's like, what do you want me to do? Then she says, Tara seems happy, even if she's totally faking it. And then we see that she's on the phone with Ryan. And then the movie ends. I'm sorry. So now he's stalking her? <laughs> I I thought you were saying that Tara was on the phone no, with Ryan. The girl, this woman. Yeah, this other woman. He's having her follow Tara now. Ryan. You ready for this trivia? That was pointless. <laughs> Braxton Pope, Brett Easton Ellis, and Paul Schrader were originally involved in a film project called Bait. When the project lost, lost its financing... Pope, Ellis, and Schrader decided they wanted to make a lower-scale film. Ellis was in charge of writing the script. Lower. After it was completed, Pope suggested raising money via Kickstarter. Throughout May to June in 2012, the film raised $159,000 with a goal of $100,000 in funding. The budget for the film was $250,000, and the, ac- the actors were reportedly paid $100 a day. It's like minimum wage. On July 13th, it was announced that Brendan Canning would be scoring the film. On July 18th, 2012, the official press release for the movie was published on the Facebook page of The Canyons. On July 24th, 2012, it was announced that American Apparel would be supplying the cast with wardrobe and was planning to issue logo t-shirts based on Ellis's The Canyons. <laughs> Why? Why? I mean, I, they're fucking gone now, so. Yeah, I know. Debuting this is why. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's because the... Okay. (laughs) Debuting only at the IFC Center in the U.S., the film earned $13,351 by the end of its opening weekend. That's nothing. Yeah. They they literally had 100 people show up. (laughs) As described in a New York Times article by Stephen Roderick about the film's unusual production, Paul Schrader directed a sex scene naked in an effort to placate the reluctant Lindsay Lohan, who was refusing to take off her clothes. Lohan didn't ask Schrader to take off his clothes, though. That was his idea. Here's a more explained version of that story. When it came time to film the nighttime four-way sex scene, Lindsay Lohan walked into the bedroom of the mansion filming location, wearing only a robe, but she was too nervous at the idea of performing with the three porn stars. Director Paul Schrader hired, and who were already walking around naked. She was afraid they would try to have actual sex with her, so she hid in a closet for an hour. Schrader finally (laughs) coaxed her out. By taking his clothes off? But she refused to take off her robe. According to a New York Times reporter on set to document the production, 64-year-old Schrader, desperate to start shooting before the morning sun came up and ruined the lighting, quickly stripped off his own clothes and stood naked in front of Lohan, telling her it's so she would feel more comfortable. But according to James Dean, Lohan was initially demanding that everyone on set, including the reporter and the crew, strip off their clothes too, so it wasn't just her being naked in front of them. At that point, Schrader said the crew wasn't going to do that, but he would, so he got naked. However it happened, it worked. Lohan took off her robe. Now fully nude, she started filming, and they shot the entire scene in one long 14-minute take. Schrader remained naked the entire time. There's, like, laws against this. There's, like, specific laws for actors that protect them from this type of shit. 
they can request that only people necessary that have to be within the room. Stephanie, do you think this movie, with what I've been explaining to you, was one of those films? But then it goes completely 180 and the director gets naked. According to screenwriter Brett Easton Ellis, in some scenes, Lindsay Lohan was drunk. This one, I, I started la- I busted out laughing at this trivia fact. At one point, the stress... <laughs> at one point... The stress of the hectic shoot was wearing on everyone, and the crew was upset because they hadn't been paid in a week. Producer Braxton Pope, hoping... They got paid every week? Stephanie, shh. Yeah, they got paid 25 No, $100 a day. So they got paid probably $500 a week. It's usually bi-weekly. I'm going to start the fucking trivia fact over. This is too good. I'm sorry. No, wait. That's not normal. (laughs) Producer Braxton Pope, hoping to buck up morale, suggested raffling off two Samsung tablets used in the film. Director Paul Schrader said no, because he didn't have a tablet at home and wanted one of them for himself. (laughs) This fucking millionaire! Couldn't... How much are they? Like $500? Samsung tablets? Probably like like the I'm saying like the higher end. Like, I can't... Raffle off! Like, we can't pay our crew! We can do a raffle during what? Lunch break? Several attempts to shoot scenes. Co- but hold on, they spent the money to buy the raffle tickets? I don't know. <laughs> they got a $2 fucking budget. Several attempts to shoot scenes covertly without permits were thwarted. <laughs> and the last trivia fact director Paul Schrader's wife, actress Mary Beth Hurt, didn't even finish the script when she read it, dismissing it as pornography after 50 pages. I mean, we see tits and ass and balls right in the yeah. first five minutes. So. Yeah, that's it. Wow. It was it was hard to watch. It was a lot. I don't understand how, like, even with a very small budget, how does this shit get funded? They did a Kickstarter. And then there's like... They're fucking famous and they did a Kickstarter. And then there's shit that, like, I've read about movies not happening because they couldn't get the budget. And those, they sound amazing. They don't do some stupid shit like get somebody as fucking big as Brett Easton Ellis and Paul Schrader to fucking do a Kickstarter. I would be like, fuck you, you guys have fucking money. Why do you need a fucking Kickstarter for this? Right, fund it yourself. Right. Anyway, that was that piece of shit. Uh, Hope you liked it. I went insane. (laughs) I want to watch this to see how bad it is. It's terrible. We can watch it tomorrow. Okay. God awful. All right. I'm glad you had a good time, though. Yeah, I mean, God. <laughs> it, it made my, bre- my breath, my brain forget it what I had to do. It made my breath away. All right, well, we'll see you in the next one, which is tomorrow. Yep. Hold. You, hope, hey, hold. <laughs> hope you have a good morning, afternoon, evening, night, and stay safe. I gotta go turn my air on. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.